make the best decisions rationally, calmly, professionally when they when when you have to make them. And you'll never be right 100% of the time, but you sure improve your odds, right? And 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 the, and the goal is to get your odds as good as you can get them. You're never going to get them 100%, but make good, rational, straightforward decisions and you'll do you'll do all right. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Mark Batesh of KBA Lease Services and Visual Lease. Mark, super excited to have you on the show. Oh, a pleasure to be here. Yes, the pleasure is all ours and you're doing so many phenomenal things. So before we jump to the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Mark so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Mark is the founder and CEO of KBA Lease Services, the leading lease auditing firm and Visual Lease, the number one lease optimization software provider. After receiving his BA from Temple University and his JD from Georgetown University, Mark practiced law in New York City where he negotiated commercial leases. And as an attorney, Mark became widely recognized as an expert on commercial lease negotiations, lease interpretation, and expense reimbursement clauses. KBA was a pioneer of commercial lease auditing in 1985, and it remains a signature firm in the industry, and it has represented thousands of companies in almost every leasing market within the United States, helping them to eliminate overcharges in their commercial leases. Individual Lease is the number one lease optimization software provider that helps organizations become compliant with FASB, IFRS, and GASB lease accounting standards while simultaneously improving the financial, legal, and operational performance of their leases. Mark, super excited to have you on the show. From one Hoya to another, I want to say Hoya Saxon first and foremost. Yeah, I Next. saw that. I saw that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? No, that's too much. All right, perfect. Let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I know I touched on a little bit, but I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Uh, how I got started? Well, I, I guess the uh, uh, I was always an entrepreneur at heart. I've done, if I ever told you about all the crazy things I did, you, you wouldn't believe it. But but uh, uh, um, after graduating law school, I uh, I was uh, practicing law in New York and uh, negotiating commercial leases. I was a litigator for a while. I did a bunch of different things. Uh, but um, uh, at, at one point, uh, I'll never forget getting the assignment. Uh, going out to New Jersey, I had to negotiate a commercial lease for an insurance company that was moving into an office building in New Jersey. So got in my car, drove to New Jersey, sat down in a conference room with another with the landlord's attorney, uh, with the landlord there and with you know, a few other people. And we're sitting there and we're hammering out the lease. And commercial leases are fairly complex. There's a lot of um, a lot of moving parts. I mean, some of those commercial leases can be hundreds of pages long. So we're going through and and dealing with all of the uh, the expense obligations. Who pays for this and who pays for that? And under what circumstances do you have to split it? And like we're going through a whole bunch of things. And at one point, the landlord, not the attorney, the landlord looks at me. I guess trying to get me to back down on some of my things. And he said, Mark, he said, you're doing a great job, but I've got to tell you, no one's going to ever read this lease. 
It's going to, it's going to get signed. We're going to sit here. We're going to finish this up. It's going to get signed. It's the tenant's going to move into the building and the lease is going to go in a drawer and no one's going to even know where it is. It's going to get signed. It's going to get put in the drawer. It'll never see the light of day. And, uh, and quite frankly, the things we're arguing over, if we bill your client $50,000 and it should only be $30,000, do you think they're going to know? Not that we would ever do that, but they won't know. They don't even know what the lease says. They don't know what it means. They don't know how to check. They don't know any of these things. And I'm sitting there thinking, geez, that's like, that's crazy. This is not, this is not inexpensive stuff. This is, this has to be watched carefully. And, you know, I didn't back down, of course, but, but. It got me to thinking, and about a year later, I ended up leaving my law firm and joining that real estate company, and we formed a new division, a new company within that company to do this novel idea called, we called it lease auditing. It's now a common phrase, but we invented the phrase, and we said, we're going to go out and represent companies and see if we can help them to check and make sure their leases are being followed. And we, um, and we started out, I think one of our first major clients was AT&T, and we did a lot of work for them. We actually saved them a lot of money. And as we were saving the money, we were looking and saying, but, but the lease says they're not supposed to pay for this. Why are they paying for it? And like, they, they don't, they, they, it, it, back to what the guy said, they don't know where the leases are. And if you think about it, a lease over years becomes fairly complex. It gets amended, it gets adjusted. And, you know, after, after, you know, after 10 years, you can have, you know, you got 15 documents in there. So it's very hard for people, uh, unless you're the person that negotiated it, it's very hard to really know what it says and what it means. So we saved a lot of money. And after about 10 years, like nothing was changing. Like we, we were correcting leases, but, but people were still overpaying the same way. And by the way, Gresh, they're still doing it today. But we were we were correcting the leases and we said, this is stupid. Why don't we invent a system? Why don't we come up with a software platform that that get, makes the leases visible to them? So we went from doing the lease auditing, which and we still do that business, that's KBA lease services. And we, had, we, we built a database system called Visual Lease. We wanted to make the leases visible. We wanted to make them transparent so that if somebody has a problem, if, if, an issue, if the roof is leaking, you can find out who has to fix it in five seconds rather than have to wade through 15 documents that try and figure out the roof is leaking, the computers are getting wet, everybody's in a rush. And like you're over there trying to find lease documents to just know who to, this is silly. And it's not like these are like, you know, $500 transaction. These are expensive. So you have to have that information. And so we built that platform. Um, we built it in 85, 86. We launched it. We put it out into the marketplace. We sold it to a bunch of companies. And over the years, it just gained more and more traction. Uh, about, um, let's see, about five, six years ago, uh, the lease, the accounting, the accounting boards, the boards that control the rules and standards that accountants have to follow, decided to change the way leases are going to be tracked on financial statements. And so we already were tracking all the leases. We already have all the leases, all the rents. Like we, we interface, our system interfaces with all the accounting systems and ERP systems. But when they changed the rules around leases for, account, for accounting, we already had 
most of that already in place. We just extended it a little bit more uh, and now capture that. And now we're, you know, we are who we are now. We're one of the leading providers of that service. Uh, we have now over a thousand customers and and uh, yeah, handling hundreds and hundreds of thousands of leases. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I know you touched on, you know, exactly how each of the businesses work. So I wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to mention um, in addition as uh, about that too, and hear a little bit more about what I like to call your secret sauce, which could be for yourself, the businesses, or a combination of both, but what you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. And we try to isolate what our special sauce is. In addition, look, I think our product is unbelievably great. And it's, and it's a reflection of, of many, many, many years of thinking and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's terrific. It just has so much in it and it's so easy to use. But beside that, the people that we hire are, are all reflective of a certain kind of personality that warmth and friendliness and poise and professionalism. Like, and, and you just try and you try to dig in on that stuff. You try to understand who you are and make sure that the people that you bring into your organization have a similar cultural fit, you know, because that's really what it's about. It's about, it's about people going above and beyond. It's about people, people going home at night. Now, you know, now you start out at home, but, but the people, <laughs> now you never leave home, but people, people going home at night and, and thinking about work, not because you're forcing them to, but because they're into it, because they like it, because they're 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 getting fulfilled, they're 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 enjoying what they do, and they 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 feel good about it, and they have an idea at ten o'clock at night, and they want to implement it. You know, like, that's what you want. You want people that 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 enjoy their work, and uh, and that's kind of how we approach everything that we do. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a tinkerer, so I'm always looking to find ways to improve everything I touch. Um, um, I drive my wife crazy. I drive other, everyone else in my business crazy, but I'm always trying to get to the next level. It, it could be, you can spend a thousand hours on it. There's always a way to make it even better. And I'm always, always looking, always looking to improve everything I touch. Just kind of the way the way I am, and I think I think it 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 helps to drive all of us. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think I'm a fellow tinkerer as well too. So, would you consider that to be what I like to call a CEO nugget, which is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice? Um, I like to say it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine or potentially your favorite client. Be patient. Make good decisions. You know, uh, um, um, we can't control the world. We can't control everything we touch. The best that any of us can do is make the best decisions rationally, calmly, professionally when, they, when, when you have to make them. And you'll never be right 100% of the time, but you sure improve your odds, right? And, 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 the, and the goal is to get your odds as good as you can get them. You're never going to get them 100%, but make good, rational, straightforward decisions, and you'll do, you'll do all right. Absolutely. And I've always felt that about, you know, business and entrepreneurship. I think sometimes when you look at, you know, entrepreneurship, you think of somebody that's going skydiving and jumping off the cliff and doing all those things, but 
Yeah, often it's minimizing your risk. And I, I love what you said about not necessarily being right 100% of the time, but increasing your likelihood of being right 100% of the time. So yeah. I, I love that because it, it just makes sure that you're kind of stacking the deck as much as possible so that you can succeed. Yeah, eliminate your, you know, I mean, people that, I, I watch these guys on, on TikTok and on, on Instagram. You ever see the guys with that, 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 that I don't know what they're called, but they, they fly with those fly suits. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Like they look, they're crazy, you know, or people that skydive, they're crazy, but you know what? They're all, it's all calculated risk. They're not, they're not crazy people. They just know and they are controlling each aspect of what they do. And they're, they're eliminating the risk. People would say you're crazy for driving a car back in the day when people first had cars other people would say they were crazy. They're getting in that iron horse and they're crazy. That's a risk. You're going to get killed. Now we all drive cars, right? It's a matter of, of, of managing your risk and managing what you're doing. And it's, it all seem, it all seems from afar, very frightening, but when you get down close to it, it's, it's just regular stuff. Absolutely. I imagine that happened a lot with you in, in the business. Once you start to you hear a lot of times, the more that you research, you test out, you experiment, you start to realize that the, the leap that you're taking, so to speak, isn't really a leap at all because you've done the homework and due diligence to know that yep. this, this is the where everything's going. This is the future. This is the next step. So why not um, That's you know, right. take this step? Yeah. Business people, most of them aren't crazy. They're pretty rational. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times they could be, quote unquote, to some degree risk adverse. They just done so much homework and research. They're so risk adverse. They're <laughs> so risk adverse, much more than anybody. And, and you look at them and you say, these people are crazy. They're not. They're, they're more risk adverse than you are. They just done more homework and due diligence. Than, That's to right. Make sure they, they're second in deck. You got it. So awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Mark, what does being a CEO mean to you? It means uh, to me, I mean, everyone's different. It means being the, being the inspiration of the organization, being able to, um, uh, to drive performance, however you drive it, everyone drives it differently but drive performance and really to uh, to create emergent qualities and benefits, being able to take two and two and turn it into five or six or seven. That's really what it's about. It's finding ways to build, finding ways to build based on, given what you have. I, I love that, especially when you said that two and two, you know, turn it into five, because I think when you talk about the the um, the inspiration, driving performance, uh, the making sure to do all those different aspects, that's when you start to take the two and two and make it into five or 10 oh, or 15, sure. because you are starting to use those drivers, I guess, for lack of a better term, to turn what may seem like something that's impossible into some, to the, the possible, plausible and actual things that we see on an everyday basis. Yeah, yeah you're right. Well, Mark, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get on view, find about all the awesome things you and team are working on. If uh, people want to reach me, then, um, find me on our website, the visual lease with two L's, visuallease.com. And uh, happy to answer any questions and uh, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn as well. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And of course, to make it even easier for everybody that's listening and watching, you can click the links in the show notes just so that you can find out about Mark and all the awesome things that he's working on and he's building. But truly appreciate you for taking some time out and of course, you know, sharing some of your wisdom, your knowledge and and some of those, um, you know, uh, experiences that you've had. So thank you so much again. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. You too, Gresh. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our I Am CEO Facebook group. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.